0: Miss something from the Todd Feinberg show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
1: Good afternoon. It's WTIC. It's Friday. We've got a couple of hours to do our normal conversation. Last hour is order up. That's when we do our food and, and lifestyle restaurant hour. So be here for that. And, uh, Leora Levy's going to be here in a half hour or so. We'll talk to her about her run for Senator against Dick Blumenthal. And I've got a couple of questions I'll throw out to you, but let's talk to Paul and Enfield first. Hey, Paul. Yes, Paul.
2: Oh, um, yeah. Did you want to, I, I, you want to be was, on the air? Yeah, I was hanging on from uh, uh, Okay. Tom, uh, did you want to come uh, on the air? Do, and I think it's fantastic. Uh When you guys get together, my uh, biggest concerns are this. One, you were uh, about a year ago. We heard all about the Democratic uh, Democrats in this state and uh, in Washington about the corruption and Biden and all that and um, and so forth. And you were a big Newsmax fan. And why are you bringing up Trump? Trump definitely has 75 million voters. He's going to have them. I, I worked in the 2020 election for another candidate. I mean, for and I worked in this election. I'm a Leora Levy campaigner, mm-hmm. and I can tell you, there's so much that is not known. She is not your traditional Republican. She's more a conservative than George Logan is. And uh, when you have her on, ask her the hard questions. Uh, i had uh,
1: I've had Leora on a ton of times.
2: Right, and when you ask her a question like, are you a leader, uh, who in in, uh, Connecticut is pro-life except her? Okay, you know, there's a lot of pro-lifers out there, including myself. Secondly, uh, why aren't you doing more about uh, Reggie Regional Greenhouse Gas, uh, uh, that's uh, the scam pushed by the state and Eversource, which is costing the taxpayers. If you worry about TCI, the Transportation Climate Initiative, guess what? They're going to clock you real hard on electricity when they get their regional greenhouse gas initiative going, which nobody has talked about. And Governor Youngkin in Virginia pulled the state of Virginia out of that nonsense. Wind turbines do not work in the middle of the ocean. Okay, that's one thing you should be talking about, the oil. Uh, Wait till you see the oil uh, crap they're going to pull. Um, Biden is sending natural gas over to Europe, and what happens is— our natural gas generators, who are co-generators, who use oil or gas, guess what they're going to switch to? Oil. And therefore, what they're going to do, the refineries are going to cut down on gasoline for the winter, so we'll have less driving. We'll be encouraged to do less driving, so we at least have some home heating oil. And if you want the facts, read the Epic Times. Do not read any newspaper in Connecticut. Hey, thanks, Todd, for listening, and, <laughs> and uh, fire it's, some hard questions at Leora. It's great to hear you from answer. you,
1: Paul. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for the call. Eight, six, oh, five, two, two, nine, eight, four, two. Leora, I don't even know what's hard to ask her. I don't know that there are any hard questions. She has staked out territory that that uh, where I think she feels very comfortable. Eight, six, oh, five, two, two, nine, eight, four, two. Rant line number eight, six, oh, seven, five, one, forty six, ninety eight. The um, there is one question I wanted to ask that is not political, it, but it feels political to me. Well, it's management. It, it's got to do with the Patriots and these, this situation with two quarterbacks. And if anybody has any insights into which quarterbacks should start and why, I would be curious to hear your input. If, if you happen to be uh, savvy about, about such things. I'm not, I'm not that sophisticated a football fan. Watch the Patriots. I love watching the Patriots, but I don't invest time reading about patriots and football but if you, if you have input i'd love to hear it because it's fascinating it, it's you know there's this uh legacy that goes back to brady coming aboard after bledsoe and that was an unusual thing for the for the kids to get the the start when to continue to get the start when the veteran came back but i don't know how parallel these situations are just if you happen to know I, i'd like to hear about it pat in manchester Hype. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Um,
3: I wanted to let you know some, an experience I had with Blumenthal this summer. Okay. Um, I was a participant in a parade, a big parade. Mm-hmm. And while we were waiting to start the parade, I saw him come walking across the parking lot. And I had been giving away some flags, American flags, pretty big ones. And I had one left. So I walked over to him. He was talking with some women, and I said, this is for you. And he said to me, I don't want that. He said, I'm just going to walk and wave. And I said to him, can't you wave for the U.S.A.? And I handed him the flag again, and he (laughs) took it. Okay. Later, I saw him walking across the parking lot, holding the flag upside down, dragging on the ground. And when he was in the parade, he didn't have it. So. And, <laughs> to say, and what's your takeaway from that? He's unpatriotic. He's about him. That's well, what
1: I felt. Uh, yeah, he's definitely about himself.
3: Yeah. But I just wanted to share it so that, I mean, maybe somebody who was going to vote for him won't.
1: Oh, it's hard to believe anybody would vote for him, isn't it?
3: Yes, it is. But how the heck
1: did he get there? No, he gets there because, uh, you know, he's on TV all the time. He just runs for the camera. You know, that's where I think that that dynamic that you're identifying having to do with Blumenthal, where he feels like he's just about himself. And all of this has to do with self-promotion. If you are to give him any credit for patriotism, you would say, well, the only reason he goes to speak to the Communist Convention in Connecticut is because, He's got this lust for being the center of attention, so if they'll put him at the podium, he'll go to their event. Right, right. That would be the most favorable interpretation, I guess. Thank you, Pat, for the call. 860-522-9842. Christine in Middletown. Hi, Christine.
4: Hi, Todd. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon to you.
4: Well, first of all, I'm not a fan of the Boston teams, but in the NFL I've learned to um, you go and trust Coach Belichick and it's uh personnel decision. So no matter who he picks your quarterback, I think it'll turn out well for them.
1: Just like that, you're gonna you you just give up? You don't want to be mad at him if he picks the wrong one?
4: No, I'm I, I, I hey if they lose that's good. I don't like any of the Boston teams, but I have so much trust in him, so
1: <laughs> All right, that's interesting. I could well, just abdicate my own concerns.
4: <laughs> well, you know, for those who don't they think that maybe the politicians are um, not regular people or they're snobbish. But I got to know Leor decently the last month. and She's a really down-to-earth person, and she escaped communism, whereas um, Mr. Blumenthal is being um, endorsed by the Communist
1: He's running towards it. Yeah. She ran from it. He's running towards
4: it. Exactly. And if everyone had the chance I'd had to talk with her and close and personal— uh, she's an amazing person, and she'd do a good job for our state too,
1: sir. All right, Christine, appreciate that. Thanks.
4: Have a good
1: day. And Leora will be here at uh, three thirty-five. You know, we—I'm um, sure there's a certain part of the population that is put off by the use of the term communism to refer to the communists, in the American communists, but—but. But, Here's why I think it's a fair and accurate thing to be. Well, people will make the argument about, you know, literally what is a communist and they're not literally communists. But to me, the American system of government is about small government, that if you are believing in what America is selling, what the founders created, then what you're believing in is the idea of small government, because the only way to be free is to have small government. Because if you allow government to grow and and appropriate money and create departments and, and transfer power away from the states and into the hands of the federal government, then you're voting for what we have now, which is undemocratic government. The frustration we feel now is because we are more communist than we're supposed to be. We're supposed to have small government, not big government. Communism is up front a government system that says, no, 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 individuals shouldn't have the right to determine their own fate. And they shouldn't get to control their own assets. And that's what we have now that the Democrats are pushing. That's how I view it, and that's why I use the term. I think it's totally accurate if you look at the premise that undermines any government that doesn't say the people should have the power. And and the worst of those
5: is communism, I think. Paul in Waterbury, hi. Yeah, hi, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, a little sour grapes, Todd, on the Stefanowski campaign. I, I did, uh, you know, I got involved for a minute. I was asked to go down when he arrived in Waterbury. and I actually did a Facebook Live down there that I thought went pretty well. And I did notice that people in the campaign seemed rather, excuse me, seemed rather standoffish. And I was, very, I was very excited about getting involved in the campaign, time. Mm-hmm. I really was. And I talked to the campaign manager, the manager for Waterbury, and we talked a bit. And he said, we'll talk over the weekend. I called them Saturday after the Thursday event. I never got a phone call back. And, you know, I, I don't know how important it is in a campaign to have people working for you. I think it's pretty important. Yeah, though, it's pretty, impi-
1: is of- pretty important
5: to have a base of people working for you. Now, I I did look at the polls today. There's about seven polls on the gubernatorial race. And on the best-case scenario for Bob, he's six points down. On the worst-case scenario on the polls, he's 15 points down. And, you know, I I think that, you know, I'm just, I'm I'm sad because I I think that he's not going to make it. It's just looking like, you know, the thing is, and it's not sour grapes. I mean, I hope, I hope he does, in spite of the fact that I felt kind of snubbed by the campaign. Well, despite
1: feeling uh, I snubbed, I would say you should maintain a positive attitude and uh, save the well, bad news for after the election.
5: Yeah, I, I have heard that before uh, from you, Assad. But, uh, you know, the thing is, uh, with the Democratic, all the negativity on the Democratic Party right now, there should be a push on that for the Republican campaign, any Republican campaign, there should be an extra push because everybody's so anti-Democratic. And you know, I'm not seeing it with Bob. I mean, I hope he makes it. I do. You're not seeing the push
1: with the bus tours, with the what what,
5: what I'm saying is the push, the push from everybody's so anti-Democratic now. Everybody's so ticked off at the way the Democrats have screwed up that should give you know Bob an extra push up, aside from anything you might be doing. But anyway, thank you for hearing me out Pat. I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, Paul. Take care. Well, it was good to hear from you. 8605229842. I I guess all I can do is say again that these are campaigns are organic, living, breathing things and they they evolve in real time. The campaign today is not the same came, same campaign it was a week ago or a month ago when the worst of those polls that you're talking about were taken, the polls have evolved. It's a close race. It's probably well inside the margin of error at this point. Even, even the latest poll that shows as is five points or four points, whatever that is, those are already obsolete because this thing is moving a mile a minute. If you're paying any attention to what's going on in national races in Pennsylvania or Arizona or Ohio, these are races that a couple of weeks ago – democrats were cocky about and now they they are looking at them and saying we've we're going to lose these that's how that's how quickly the dynamic changes it's it's a wonderfully alive thing an election it's a wonderfully organic thing it is like a living organism and to see that the only way to really see it is to be involved in a campaign and to feel it every day and understand that it has its own pulse and its own energy levels and in the afternoon can uh, can feel great on the same day that the morning didn't feel that good and and that can be an actual change in what's going on inside the that campaign that because it's an intangible that's a concrete thing it's it's really hard to describe but there is a there is something concrete and real to this idea of a mob uh, psychology, I guess, is what it would fall under. Not that not that campaigns are behaving like mobs, but people react to them in an interactive way. And that's what you try to create with a campaign. And they they work towards a goal. And this is why I hate early voting and, and and hate the determination that the Democrats have to tamper with the idea of how a campaign works so they can you know, they want to be able to rig Uh, the, the, the behavior of their voters in advance of Election Day so they can avoid getting surprised by the things that happened in the last weeks of a campaign. But campaigns move, and right now we've seen this incredible shift just in the last few weeks from abortion and gun control being the big issues to right back where it's supposed to be. And that is with the economy that is crushing people, with crime that is threatening people's security, threatening the uh, fabric of our society. And it was done on purpose by the Democrats, who feel that pandering for votes from the underclass is more important to them than maintaining order. And this campaign here, the Stefanowski campaign, these campaigns here, the Levy's campaign, these are all operating on the energy of these issues. So don't think anything can be over when it isn't over. There is no way to know that. It's just projecting negativity or projecting positivity. That's what you have to decide which you want to do. Do you want to be part of the positive thing? Then talk positive. And if you want to try to destroy other people's attempts to move something in a certain direction then talk negative that's all and i i'm not trying to lay a trip on you i just think that's how it works eight six oh five two two nine eight four two tom calling from Enfield. hi tom i can hear me yes go ahead sir
6: you know i i've been listening to your show as well as the other shows that are on wtic um which which are all very well, and good. Um, and I appreciate the fact that I get I get accurate information, unlike unlike some of the other uh, unlike
0: the news
6: uh, outlets outlets that yes. I listen to. But I can tell you that there is there is a silent majority, and I mean that a silent majority mm-hmm. that is sick and tired of what is going on in this state. And what's going on in the federal government? And I think on how do
1: you tell us where you've picked this up from? How you measure this, and 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 to what degree you feel that it's right now as opposed to three months ago or six months ago?
0: Well,
6: I think the American voters as a whole. um, I live in Northern Connecticut, but I also work in in the aerospace industry. And the one of the employers that I work for, there's probably seven hundred employees. I've not heard one person that's going to vote Democrat in the last two months. <laughs> and i don't think I don't think it's because I don't know how to say this to be politically correct.
1: Well, let's look at it from I, another I, direction. I, I, Wait.
6: Think, I think people want change. yeah, I think when people go to the grocery store, and pay fifty percent more for their groceries, they've had it. I think when they go to the pump, they've had it. Mm-hmm. I think when they're looking at their heating bills and what's going to happen in the future, they're panicking.
1: Yes, like our how do you how do you fill that gas? Calories
6: are certain not going up to absorb inflation. Yep. And I think that people are just saying, you know what, maybe I have to be silent because I don't want to bring attention to myself. But I can tell you from this voter's perspective,
1: Mm
6: -hmm. I'm a red wave when I go on November 8th at 6 o'clock in the morning when they open up.
1: And is this new for you you to vote vote red? (laughs) Are you newly red or have you always been a Republican voter?
6: actually have not always been a republican voter. I have been in the last 8 years.
1: Okay. This is interesting.
6: But I think I think people are are very very dissatisfied with what's going on and they're looking at their paychecks and they're looking at what they have to spend and they're saying to themselves enough is enough.
1: This is normally the worst, well, the, the most powerful force in electoral politics, Tom, is what you just described, is what, what are the circumstances economically on the ground? And what you're describing is exactly the dynamic that I think is playing out right now and why it's, uh, it's important not to assign other narratives to the election. This is what decides elections. David Brantford, hi.
7: Yeah, a little bit of good news. There are 19 Republican attorney generals that are going after the woke banks like, uh, you know, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, that won't loan money to the energy companies as per Biden's ESG policy. Hang on one
1: sec, Dave. You need me
7: to break now, Joey?
1: I'm sorry, Dave. I didn't know I had to take a break early. If you can hang around. Which break did I miss? I did? Well, you should have told me that a long time ago. Sorry about that, Joe. I missed the 17 break, apparently. We'll do it right now on WTIC.
0: Connecticut's local.
8: Selling a little or a lot? (laughs) Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
1: WTIC good afternoon we'll talk to Leora Levy in just a moment but David Branford. I'm sorry I had to interrupt you there I just messed up
7: well that's all right I'll, I'll try again I think this is good news 19 attorney generals in Republican states are going after the six biggest woke banks in America because they won't loan money to the energy industry and uh, I am a free market capitalist I shouldn't care but they are federally and state chartered banks mm-hmm. and uh I want people to think about if banks would only give you a loan to buy a car, if it was an electric car but not for an internal combustion car, is that really where we want our banking industry to go? It's the worst kind of redlining, and so the only two states they named in the article I read was Arizona and Texas, but 19 attorney generals are going after the most woke uh, uh, ESG-oriented banks that only loan money to, in quotes, the good customers not the energy companies, uh, this is one of the things Biden is doing, where he's putting the arm on uh, banking and insurance to choke the fossil fuel industry to death. We are fighting back. We need more Republicans. Tong is not one of the guys we want more of. <laughs> that, that's my story.
1: All right, David.
7: Good luck Good luck to Levy and Stefanowski. They've got my votes.
1: All right. Thank, thank you, Dave. Good to hear good from bye. you. Have a, Have a good weekend. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Joining us right now is Leora Levy, Republican candidate for U.S. Senate. Hello there, Leora.
9: Hi, Todd. How are you?
1: Nice to have you back. How Everybody's excited you that back. you're here today. The energy is picking up. Amazing. Are you? Are you in awe of how intense things are getting?
9: Yes, I have to pinch myself, Todd. I, I must say, and it is—it is amazing. The it, there's so much energy on the ground that everywhere I go people come up to me and say they've either voted absentee already for me or they will be voting for me'm I just am leaving the funeral for for our two hero cops from Bristol um, Lieutenant Demonty and Sergeant Hanzi. and I have to tell you to be surrounded by such such self selfless, that people who, are, who keep, are willing to sacrifice to keep us safe, it, it was just very moving to be there. And I just have to send my deepest condolences and, and my prayers to, to their families and, and to their fellow officers.
1: It's also very powerful, I think, watching it on TV even. For me, it was powerful, the idea that we have these rituals, these community rituals still, which are designed for their their projection of togetherness and singularity of culture and 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 for the to provide a sense of community to the to the people who are suffering the losses most acutely and i i just thought it was beautiful to watch that that aspect to it the community ritual aspect
9: it it was it absolutely was um, but i have to say while i was there i was with it was a very you know mixed group and i had to wonder why the people who were sitting near me why some why they voted for and and signed that police accountability bill law i it just it, it was hard to describe
1: What's your thinking about? Uh, bring us a little further inside. What your thoughts are? What is it you? Well, my wonder... thoughts
9: are that it created a climate in our state for an anti-police climate in our state. I think it's a, it's a direct result of the passage of that that law, and it it made it it made it open season on cops.
1: And do you think the what, so when you
9: lawlessness here? Yes. There's so much lawlessness here that even our 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 police aren't safe, and there's no respect for there's less respect for our police. There will always be those of there, are plenty of people who, who love our our police and respect them and appreciate what they do for us every day, but there are those who feel that you know, feel very differently, and frankly, um, Sergeant Hamzy's father-in-law made a very passionate and moving speech and just put it out there. He's right.
1: It is remarkable that, I mean, those cops were targeted and this is really what you're describing is, is there is a movement that is, seems to be looking to create a dynamic in which this kind of thing is intended to take place.
9: Yes. And that was, Black Lives Matter movement in Antifa, and my opponent Dick Blumenthal in June of 2020 stood there with, you know, went to Black Lives Matter rallies and stood with them. So, you know, <laughs> I lay this on him. I lay it on our, our on our governor who signed it. I lay it on the the legislators and, and the, the, the that that voted for it, who wrote it and then voted for it. And and I'm so honored to have been endorsed by the state fraternal order of police, and they know I will always have their backs.
3: One
9: one of my priorities is to find a way to make sure they have qualified immunity on the federal level, Uh, whether we have to make, whether I have to write legislation to make federal funds to municipalities and states contingent on their providing qualified immunity, or or, or find a way to provide it federally to any cop who's lost it on the state or, or local level. I will do that. I will do that. I will have their back.
1: We're talking to Leora Levy, candidate for U.S. Senate on the Republican side. How do you feel that this is impacting the understanding of the electorate? that you can feel in the day-to-day campaigning now because the sense certainly on a national level you can you can see the national polls you can see the changing attitudes of the two parties with regard to races the democrats thought they had in the bag a couple months ago and now they they look at it and they think they're they're going to lose those races and do you feel that that there's a connection between what you're describing and an understanding percolating through the electorate
9: yeah, it, it there is an understanding that life doesn't have to be like this that life isn't normal that none of us feel safe in our communities certainly not in our large cities the crime I think I was watching a news broadcast the I think it was yesterday or or earlier it was yesterday they showed three states with the high, highest with highest increases of crime and Connecticut was one of them yeah On the graphic, it was New York, it was Connecticut, and I don't know which, I don't recall the third. But Connecticut was right there. It doesn't have to be like this. This is a result of failed policies. This is a result of radical ideas that don't work and have made life uncertain, unsafe, unaffordable. I mean, it's... It doesn't have to be like this. And, and But to change, we must change the leadership. Otherwise, nothing will change here. It'll, it will continue to deteriorate.
1: Yes, getting back to that um, that pop culture definition of insanity.
9: Yes, that's you right. D- well, d- it d- was Albert Einstein who said
1: that, wasn't it? I, I believe so. That's what is said anyway. But, but certainly yeah. you can't expect, you, you can't, expect life to work the way you want it to if you don't change what you're putting out into the world when you're unhappy what the world is giving you
9: right and that's why it is so important for everyone to vote make your voices heard this is the power that that people have every year on election day go vote this
1: that's is really I think good. where your life story leora has particular power because your family in order to vote had to pick up and leave
9: that's correct and you know how many times my dad he's 91 years old now and and we have conversations and he has said to me frequently Leora if this country goes communist where do we go next where do we go next there's nowhere
1: as if he and views that's why I'm the fighting so hard as if he views the need to be portable as a permanent reality of life and and maybe his perspective is one that we have to start looking at and taking more seriously
9: Well, look, remember my mother and her parents escaped the Nazis in nineteen forty, and then twenty years later, in nineteen sixty, we all had to to leave Cuba and come to the United States for freedom. Wow, so
1: there is a family pattern
9: <laughs> there is a pattern. We've been here since 1960. So far, it's been pretty good. But, uh,
1: <laughs> yes, but that's a you know in the in the um, arc of human history, that's a short period of time.
9: It sure is. It's a it's a sneeze in history.
1: Yes, and and maybe we would all be wise to look at it through the the Levy eyes.
9: Well, we that is why we must vote. We must we must safeguard our. Constitutional rights I mean we have we have such a great constitution that created a system that is of freedom and personal responsibility the, the opportunity really for life liberty and the pursuit of happiness what what other country in the world says that to their people
1: it's I mean, an amazing thing see, it remains an from amazing from
9: God. thing it's not granted to us by humans by other by by people it's from God these are our inalienable rights. So, unalien,
1: unalienable. Inherent to the human experience, absolutely. These Correct. are things anybody telling the truth about humans knows that we need or that we must have, and only the United Correct. States guarantees them. Correct. Leora, we're going to take a quick break. If you can stay around a little bit longer, do you have more time?
9: Sure. All right, yes, Leora. I'm still waiting. to. We're, we're still in traffic. You know, we just got out of the stadium parking lot, but we're in traffic, so we're not going anywhere. Yeah, it'll be
1: a little while, I think. Leora Levy is our guest. Stay with us on WTIC.
0: Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080.
1: WTIC, we're talking with Leora Levy, Republican nominee for. U.S. Senate, and I think we're getting uh, uh, to a moment now where we can start to feel that there's a, there's a very powerful disruptive energy in the environment right now and a desire to perhaps move us back towards our norms as a culture, as, as we've seen the, the Democrats work hard to disrupt those norms and try to normalize things that are, that are not normal in, in the American experience. And uh, that makes this election season particularly exciting and good for candidates like Leora Levy. Leora, talk to us a little bit about what the campaign dynamics are right now. What are things that you want people to know? I'm sorry, I guess I didn't. uh, There, I Uh, I got you on the air now. Sorry, go ahead. Oh,
4: okay.
9: Thank you. Well, first, I'd like them to know my website, leora4ct.com. And uh, they can go to my website and learn more about me if they don't know about me yet. But I can tell you that it is just exciting and very energized on the campaign trail. I've, I've um, been getting support from all over the country, from national leaders all over the country. Uh, there's uh, Mitch McConnell, Rick Scott are, are doing a fundraiser for me soon. Oh, that's and, great. Um, and, and, uh, I was recently in Florida for one, and I will be in Florida again down in Miami for, for another one, a Cuban, a Cuban group that wants to do a, a fundraiser for me. So we have caught national attention. I was on Larry Kudlow yesterday. I was on Hannity the day before, two days before that, and Laura Ingram on Monday. So the country realizes that this seat, this race is in play, that you know, the the voters in Connecticut are ready for change. And, again, everywhere I go, people come up to me and tell me either they all have already voted for me with by absentee ballot because they will be away or or they are planning to vote for me. And that's not just – that is not just Republicans. That includes a lot of independents and Democrats. The
1: well, Democrats I think that's why you're seeing America, a lot of movement in but, the polls, isn't it?
9: Yes. That is correct. And, you know, this, there was a new poll that came out last weekend, shows it as a five-point race with a uh, 2.8 margin of error, and he is below 50 percent. He's, he's at 49. That's not where an incumbent wants to be 18 days before an election. So I'm very, very positive and enthusiastic, and, and we will win this election. It is time to change. When I'm elected, I'll be the first Latina, um, and I will be the first woman senator from Connecticut. It's time.
1: Well, you will be what the uh, Democrats like to call historic.
9: Yes, we are making history here.
1: Yeah, but that's their favorite word, so they're going to be upset about that if you're making history. Oh, which well, is, you know, which... I'm,
9: <laughs> they're already upset at me because Hispanics and women aren't supposed to be a Republican. But he, you know what? Our values align with the Republican Party. Faith, family, opportunity to work hard, good education for our children. Hispanics didn't come here because we thought this country was systemically racist. We came here because we know America is an exceptional country, that that if you work hard, there's opportunity here to succeed. And and that's what we want for our children. That's why I'm running. My, my life has been an American dream, and I want that for, for our children and for their children. I want that same opportunity.
1: So the website is leora4ct.com? Correct. All right. Leora Levy, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. It's an emotional day and a powerful one, and and it's uh, good of you to bring us your insights.
9: Well, thank you for having me, Todd. I always enjoy it. Please do ask me back.
1: All righty. We will talk to you again soon. Leora Levy, 860-522-9842. Next hour, we'll play some rants, take some phone calls. we are going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Friday afternoon, a lot of people out on the roads. Mark Christopher, what do you have for us?
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.